Hi, my name is Elle Billing. I am a chronically ill queer femme, and I'm tired. I'm here this episode and every episode to dig at the roots of our collective fatigue, explore ways to direct our care in compassionate and sustainable ways, and harness creative expression to heal ourselves and our world. And welcome to HURF, Radical Care in a Late Capitalist Hexcape. My name is Elle. I am a chronically ill queer femme, and I am tired. I know I said that in the introduction, but I think it bears repeating. I am a chronically ill queer femme, and I am tired. So why am I starting a podcast? Well, I think I'm starting a podcast because I didn't finish my master's degree. I got close. I finished 30 credits out of 33, and I wrote my prospectus for thesis research, and even had my proposal approved by IRB because I was doing research on human subjects, aka my students. And then I just didn't do it. It wasn't as simple as that, but it was. I lacked consistent institutional support from my employer. My illnesses got worse. And my personal support system moved half a country away and then dumped me. I am one person, one chronically ill, disabled person, and I can only do so much. So, I am starting a podcast because I didn't finish my master's degree. I started my master's degree because I kept seeing students falling through the gaps. I have a double bachelor's degree in elementary education and education of the deaf and hard of hearing. I completed student teaching in both a regular public school setting and in a residential program for deaf students. My undergrad program had a 100% placement rate for its graduates seeking positions in the field. That didn't stop it from getting phased out in 2013. That's a a whole other story. I was as well-prepared as I could have been, given the circumstances. But there I was, working with students at the crossroads of multiple marginalizations, students with additional disabilities, students from non-English-speaking families, students who were gender non-conforming. I was increasingly frustrated with mainstream liberal feminism, with education, and with the tools I had to support my students. So, freshly divorced, with a brand new chronic illness, I signed up for graduate school. I designed my own program, Gender, Ethnicity, and Disability in Education. It was a mashup of bilingual education, critical pedagogy, disability studies, and gender studies. Everything I felt I was lacking and needed research-based stuff to back up what I was instinctively attempting with and for my students. I should pause here or somewhere and explain that I have ADHD. I was only diagnosed last year. So in 2014, when I started grad school, I hadn't quite hacked the true origins of hyper-focus yet. What's more, I also thought my days of insomnia were behind me. 
funny story. In the eight years since I attempted my interdisciplinary studies degree, and really almost did do it, I have been diagnosed with a handful of chronic illnesses, additional chronic illnesses, survived an abusive relationship, barely survived teaching in a pandemic, resigned from teaching altogether, and moved back to my childhood home. I still have severe insomnia. All of this is connected, I promise. Not just in a Charlie day on it's always sunny in Philadelphia, Peppy Sylvia, it's all connected kind of way, but connected by basic fundamental truth. No one cares. I should speak more precisely. Individuals care. People care. Institutions are careless. And still, yes, a great many people really do not care. If you are listening to this, if you have made it this far in the first episode of a podcast subtitled Radical Care in a Late Capitalist Hexcape, chances are you care. You care a great deal. And you are probably tired. Burned out, maybe. I am a geriatric millennial. I am also very sensitive. So many family stories end with the sentence, and then Elle cried. I have cared for a long time. I have seen the institutions that purport to care fail in their missions. I have been part of those institutions. I became a teacher because I care about education, about students, about learning. I'm an armchair linguist, a disability advocate, a disability self-advocate, a queer femme, and I believed I was making a difference for my students. And I burned out so hard, I would have landed in the hospital if I hadn't resigned. I appeared on a friend's podcast discussing the cult of work a few years ago. We were talking about corporate work. I didn't expect it would come from me, too, in the public sector, but it did. Work culture and burnout happens everywhere. But what is burnout? Think about what lights you up, that fire. Call it passion, call it righteous indignation, call it your ADHD superpowers, call it whatever you want. We have it. Those of us who are carers, helpers, creatives. It's the thing that makes us go 110% into our pet projects or special interests to give everything to our children or our students. But if you'll forgive me adding yet another metaphor here, fire can be creative or destructive. I lived in the American West for over a dozen years. I've seen a few wildfire seasons. You let your fire burn uncontained and you'll burn yourself up. If we pile too much on, we will suffocate for lack of oxygen. A wise friend once said, to keep my fire in a container where I can neither burn up nor burn out. She was talking about sustainability and I get that now. So here I am, here we are, a generation of carers lacking frameworks for sustainable care. We are caring for our children, our students, our clients or patients, and in my case, and maybe yours too, we are caring for our aging and ill parents. We are just burning up and burning out in the process, trying to do it all alone. 
you know, learning to receive care was a big deal for me too. How do I recover from burnout? How do I manage migraine disease, fibromyalgia, food allergies, chronic pain? I had to let people see me vulnerable. The word radical comes from the same word for root. In grappling with the crisis of carelessness in our lives, we have to dig for the roots. In the book, The Care Manifesto, The Politics of Interdependence, which I will link in the show notes, the authors tease out three distinct types of care. Care for, care about, and care with. In her work, All About Love, Bell Hooks includes care as one of the necessary ingredients of love. How does all this circle back to the corkboard of, it's all connected? If I had better structural or personal support in any of several places, work, grad school, home, or better yet, all three, finishing my thesis wouldn't have been insurmountable. If I had been diagnosed with ADHD before the age of 36, the idea of insurmountable tasks might have not been a mystery to me. (laughs) If it didn't take women five to 10 years to get properly diagnosed for autoimmune disease, or if doctors believed women and femmes when we report our experiences of pain, maybe I could have kept working. If I had the accommodations I needed for distance education during the pandemic, or if the school hadn't been understaffed, or, or, or any number of issues at work, maybe burnout would have happened more slowly, or not at all. I am not the only one feeling these things. My experience is neither unique nor universal. If I learned anything from my time in graduate school, it's that there were people making observations and doing studies long before I came up with the idea for my interdisciplinary studies major. I am late to the party. Intersectionality is a thing, and I didn't have to reinvent the wheel to learn about it. Maybe that would have saved me from burnout, too. I just needed to listen to the right people. I didn't have to do it by myself. That is some ego bull honky right there. We don't have to keep burning up and burning out. Listening to each other. Well, kind of like we should be listening to the indigenous peoples who have deep relationships with the land and who understand seasonal fire can be part of our healing. Should be part of our healing. We are all being squeezed from every direction. It would be easy to turn off the world and just not care, wouldn't it? But we can't do that. All we have is each other. And when we get down to those roots and care with, care for, and care about as a community, we can alleviate some of the yuck with and for each other. We can even build something better. That's what I choose to believe. It's what I have to believe. And I invite you to come along for the journey as I find lots of great people for us to listen to. Welcome to Horf. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Horf. To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, or to get a full transcript of the episode, visit horfpodcast.com. That's H-O-O-R-F podcast.com. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. And if you're enjoying our podcast, I'd love to have you leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. Reviews are one of the major ways that Apple ranks their podcasts, so even though it only takes you a few seconds, it really does make a difference for us. 
become a patron. For $3 a month, you can support the creation of this podcast, pay my editor, and join a community of fellow caregivers out here just doing our best. Thank you again for joining me, L. Billing, in this episode of HORF. Until next time, be excellent to each other. Worf is hosted by L. Billing at L and Wink. Audio editing by Ricky Cummings at Ricky Poo. Music composed by Ricky Cummings. Worf is a production of L and Wink Art Studio, all rights reserved. Worf Podcast can be found on social media channels at Worf Podcast at H O O R F Podcast.